Hello and welcome to the 19th installment of the Extreme Hardware Podcast. Today I am joined by our glucose guardian frick frock. Like this, that sounds like, like a medication. It sounds like something you have, like something like a diabetes uh, injection or something. No, it's just your sugar daddy. Oh god. Your, oh sugar daddy. I prefer anyway. you. <laughs> anyway, um also I am joined by well, Chris. Yeah, hi. What? Are you yeah. being mean to me? Uh not yet. That comes later. Oh, okay. And uh we also have Andrew joining us as well. Anyway, um moving on. I mentioned this, or oh, I think I forgot to mention it. Uh there, don't forget about the in-win giveaway going on at the Extreme Hardware Forum. It's pretty good. Going on for how many months now? I think it's been going on for two months and another four to go, or might be on three months because it just turned February and another three to go. But there are some awesome prizes to be had and probably very chances, very good chances Ow. of you winning something. Chris, please don't stub your toe. I'm sorry, my foot fell asleep and then I banged it on my floor and now all I can feel is pain. Well, at least your feet still feel something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, no. So, let's move on to something actually interesting and not disgusting. Chris. <laughs> let's move on to something interesting and not disgusting like Chris. Uh, no, not really. Oh, right, hang so, on. The, uh, the in-win giveaway. Uh, it is the next thing. Uh, D-Frame Mini is the current giveaway thing. Ooh, the D-Frame Mini is actually a really awesome case. It looks awesome. Uh, that thing looks insane. <laughs> I think Simmons actually really liked it. The kind of like roll cage design of it. It's P-neat. Uh, I don't think you can have any airflow issues with it. There's nothing about air, so yeah, yes. I, I agree. So we've got a whole bunch of topics lined up today. Um, some interesting ones, some rather interesting ones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I saw the first one. The first one's actually the AMD one. I'm not sure if that's a great one to lead with. Not sure uh, if yeah, you put it's it in just, there. Did yeah, you put that, Chris? Coolers. No. It's, it's just counterfeit coolers, like there's uh, Wraith coolers floating around with extra heat pipes, and they aren't official. They aren't authentic AMD products. Oh, well, not the that's a reference to their CPU ID. I'm clever. So uh, since how now we've basically explained all of it, Chris, you are going to dive in and tell us about this. Ah, uh, well, I guess I have to open the link first. Um, <laughs> From a PC Gamer headline, beware of AMD coolers with extra heat pipes that aren't real AMD products. AMD says uh, CPU coolers purporting to be Wraith prisms with more than four heat pipes are not genuine. Um, I mean, basically, from the looks of it, they're actually fairly decent quality, but it's just like, it's a Chinese knockoff that's trying to like copy the aesthetic of an existing product for um. less money. Um, they're also apparently using AMD's branding, which is that that's that's not okay. You're not allowed to do that. Um, 
but yeah, it, it's just it's counterfeit coolers. Um, I don't know if anybody's tested them or not, actually. That would be actually pretty interesting to to see, you know, counterfeit cooler versus real cooler, which one's better. And that's, so, that's, that's not even a market that makes any sense. Like, that's like buying a counterfeit power supply. Like, wh- why? Well, it's a it's a cooler, though. Like, there's not much to it. Mm. Uh, like, have you seen these the sort of... Um, there are people that would want an AMD cooler over another cooler because it has, you know, RGB and AMD. Yeah. To be fair, they're actually decent, unlike Intel's coolers, which have not changed for good part of a decade. Oh, yeah. Hey, I have a confession to make. Um, I it's have, okay, Chris. We already knew. Uh, I have purchased two <laughs> Intel stock coolers that uh, I, I am using unironically. Why are terrible? Them, uh, because they fit in the case that I was using, and that was more important than performance. But Chris, you should have spent the extra $60 and got a knock to a cooler. Oh, damn, you're right. Yeah, what about the know. cooler that Frick just sent? That looks pretty decent. Yes, that oh, is the... Uh, that's, uh, that's a big boy. That's one of the biggest CPU tools of all time. It's it's for the what it's the Intel Prescott CPU heatsink. Ah, Prescott, oh, that'll yeah. do it. Yeah, P4. Yeah, that's what it is. This thing is okay. So for those that can't see it, it's the Boeing seven four seven engine. It looks like a turbine. It looks like a, like a, the a turbine for a jet or something. It's huge. Or like a balloon, like a blimp. Why? It's like a blimp. How many watts was this? Let's see. Uh, I'll look up like the as in, um, Was this an official Intel thing? No, it's probably third party. Oh, uh, I okay. mean, transparent plastic that that just screams third party '90s aesthetic. Um, no, I mean Prescott Pentium fours were 90 watt TDP. I want to say somewhere around there. Um, they aren't. They were some of the later ones, if I remember correctly. I don't think they were that hot. Do you have you? Or do you own any of those products that use that sort of 90s clear acrylic aesthetic? Uh, I can't think of any off the top of my head, and I'm sad because I unironically like it. So I really wish it would come back. I I used to uh, from a company called Rocketfish that looked exactly like that. And Rocketfish, for those that don't know, is like the in-house brand of Best Buy. (laughs) And it's really... Okay. It is, yeah, actually, I, I found the exact. Oh, here it is. Yeah, this is the exact cooler. So it was one of these universal coolers. I'll, I'll post it up. It's the Rocketfish Universal Cooler. It looked What's like that. Called? Rocketfish. Oh gosh, universal that's cooler. like uh, that's a two twelve plus. Yeah, but it was like you could only. They were exclusive to Best Buy. Mm. Couldn't get them anywhere else. I guess nobody else would buy them. But that they were surprisingly not bad. <laughs> I kind of liked them, to be honest with you. Uh, but they've got that transparent sort of um i don't know what you would call it translucent transparent gets dirty within like a, a 10 minutes of using it type yeah look. yeah that's what i was gonna say so they actually kind of don't seem so bad from the outset until you realize how horribly like how apparent dust is on the and oh, yeah. they are so hard to clean like perspex is <coughs> awful good honestly methyl methacrylate no, because like the very purpose of cleaning it scratches it. So 
Well, I mean, unless you want to clean it very, very, very carefully. <laughs> um, I took you a second. Well, yeah. Um, a lot of people just wipe it down with a microfiber cloth, which means they scratch the head out of it. You have to lubricate it really well. So you basically have to clean it underwater <laughs> or with lots of soapy water. No one's doing that for the side panel or whatever. Acrylic's not great. I looked into, because um, now, now I got like interested in like what the ugliest CPU coolers of all time are. And I found something that I think might, uh, might get that cake. So there's a thermal take made a cooler. Mm -hmm. And yeah, this, of course, thermal take is ugly. It's called the Zero Therm Butterfly uh, HSF. Which okay, so this thing looks—it's like all copper. It looks like, and mm -hmm. it's shaped like a butterfly. The entire heatsink is shaped like a butterfly, and for some reason, it's got like uh, four handles at the top of it. For, that I'm not really sure if they actually do anything. Oh, okay. Uh, those are heat pipes, so I guess it's just like looping up and uh, back around. No, so so that's the first one, and then I found another one, which is somehow even uglier by uh, obviously Cooler Master. And this yeah. thing is called the Skuljika. And I don't, I don't, you know what, Cynical, why don't you describe this one? Because I can't seem to find the words. Ah, uh, wow. Hypersphere. That... The Cooler Master Hypersphere. Um, it looks what? like somebody took a jet engine and then hit it with a hammer. It looks like a seashell. Had I'd say, yeah, it looks like a car turbo. Yeah, no, a seashell's pretty good. Looks like a seashell mixed with a car turbo. Um, these are horrible, Frick. <laughs> I'm inclined to actually put it in, you know, and put in the, the thumbnail. That, that like is horrible. It is offensively bad. Yeah. Yeah, but, but I'm noticing like all the really, really hideous um, CPU coolers, they're none past like 2010. After that, they all more or less look the same. Yeah, because everybody went for like, oh, we got to target gamers and they want RGB. Ugh. Well, the last gamers. one that Cooler Master made that one could say is sort of hideous was uh, was this thing. And it's known as the Cooler Master uh, Muscle Car V8 mm. GTS. Oh, goodness gracious me. I remember these. Um, this, these oh, my God. Okay, so it's it's. It's hard to really get an idea of how big this thing is without looking at it on scale. But this is what it looks like when it's actually on the motherboard. And oh, that's large. Jesus Do you want to know something very interesting with this? Yeah, so they had the Vs, they have still, the V6, the V8, and the V10. They did a lot of marketing. These are very expensive coolers, and they're very big. They're really bad. Like, oh, the yeah. V10 was let's explain, worse than the V8. Let's explain what we're seeing here. So it looks like... It's like a giant, it's like the front of a, like a Mustang or something, like a Decepticon, the front of it looks like. Yeah, it's trying to look like a fake plastic engine cover on top, basically. Um, and then, the and then it's it a like sandwich of, yeah, it's a sandwich of non-replaceable fans. So it goes like heatsink fin combo, non-replaceable 135 mil fan, heatsink fin combo, non-replaceable 135 mil fan heatsink fin combo wow i hate that <laughs> yeah pretty bad so, and then obviously red leds on top because red means fast haha <laughs> yeah if you put red leds on your computer it goes faster xd i saw this on reddit 
Now, Thank you, Chris. My boy. <laughs> I, I, know, I know we thought looking like a jet engine was bad enough, but what if they mm-hmm. actually made uh, a, a heatsink that was a jet engine? Because that's what the Cooler Master jet engine is. Uh, no, I think that's actually a fan. Jet engines have uh, uh, their, their engines. It's called the Cooler Master Jet 4 ICB V83 heatsink. It was made for the Pentium 4. Uh, oh, and my, my God almighty, this thing is... Okay, it's a block of copper with a turbine, a jet turbine on top of it. That's exactly. I believe it's what just it a fan. Well, it looks—it's shaped to look like a turbine. Okay. Well, yeah, but it's still a fan. Okay, so yes, it's 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 a fan, but this thing, like, I mean, if you want to talk about the the most uninspired design I've ever seen in my life, there's like the, there's no artistry to this. If you're gonna do this, at least make it look cool. Yeah. Yee. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I find it strange that the the amount of ugly CPU coolers greatly uh, is is outnumbered by the amount of ugly C, uh, cases because it's not even close. Oh. Well, yeah, I mean, if case. cases take so much more tooling and effort to design, like cheap crappy cooler. I mean, for uh, I mean, for the most part, Frick, like most of the reason these are ugly is because of plastic. Just like, hello, company, I need to make this crappy plastic thing to slap on an Intel stock cooler. Can you make it? And and they make it, and it's a lot easier than making a whole case. Oh yeah, that's a good point. Oh, no, speaking of which, uh, did you guys ever hear of the uh, the ice giant one? If you want, I think because I think that thing was a majority plastic. So I'll put the, I'll put it in. So the ice giant cooler was this massive. I don't think it was any metal. I think it was all plastic. Didn't uh, this thing just come out? The Threadripper yeah, cooler it just came out. Yeah. It's, yeah. Um, Do you see this thing? Worth. Yeah. So we talked about it. It's um, as far as I understand, that's not how it's supposed to look in final, like yeah. production form. Simmons was really excited about it as well. Yeah, it's not finalized, but honestly, that's a very plain, big air cooler. Like, I, I can't call it ugly. It's just a black rectangle. Yeah. yeah it's and not like, ugly, but it's not good looking either. It's just oh, yeah, say yeah, average. It's, it's utilitarian. Utilitarian? Spartan. I don't know. Wait a second. Hang on. Hang on. It, are you so you're saying that's utilitarian, right? Right. That's that's utilitarian looking cooler. That you're gonna stick with that statement. If that yeah, sure. is utilitarian, cynical, then what the hell is this? The scythe, um, Susano. You want to talk utilitarian? Okay. Oh, this is. Oh, that's interesting. They've got a uh, they've got a fin stack on the cold plate. Yeah, no, I agree. That's also utilitarian. The most util. Okay, so for those that can't see it. All of it is, it's just four fans glued together on top of each I actually want one of these. Hang on, what's it called? The Susanu cover? Yeah, the Sight Susanu. Oh, wait, no. I'm just I looking at the URL. don't make it anymore. Yeah, but I might be able to get it. Okay, that's German. Uh, discontinued. Dang. Oh, well, yeah, they're not going to keep making this thing. 100 millimeter fans? Not 92 Ooh. or 120, but 100 millimeter. Okay, that's old. Ugh. Oh man, you hey. could slap like 200 mil fan at a push pill on it. Push pull. Oh, that's actually kind of interesting. Yeah, I've yeah, like 200 mil fans. 
Uh, okay, I searched Susanu, and I'm getting a bunch of anime-looking phone cases on Amazon, so... You're in the right place. I guess this is a Naruto care. I don't know. Anyway, so that's boring now. It really Rocket is. League. Yeah, that's also boring. It is, but it's worth mentioning. Rocket it, League... Though? Shout out to uh, shout out to my boy Rick Anderson, by the way. Rick Anderson, play better video games. <laughs> Rocket League is uh, dropping support for Mac OS and Linux. As they should. As of, as of March 2020, um, Psyonix is going to be dropping support for Mac and Linux, citing that they want to focus on development for Windows. Um, I think they should drop development for Windows as well. <laughs> <laughs> only mobile wow rocket league 2 more rockets more leagues yeah so you can still play <laughs> offline i think shit. no not really so unless you want to play offline against bots or locally with friends i th think you're just gonna have to move to windows basically or use um what's it wine <laughs> nice. <laughs> what? Uh, just forcing Linux gamers to use Wine after they had native support. That's funny. Mm. Uh, I th I'm not sure what refunds are kind of doing or what's going on with it because if you've owned the game for more than two weeks or played for more than two hours, I don't think they're going to issue a refund. <laughs> wait, whoa, 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 wait. Did Blizzard buy up Rocket League? No, oh, Psionics? I don't Psyonics? know. It's owned by Epic, right? Hang on. Uh, Epic, on Epic on Psionics. Rocket so League on. new owner. Let me see. It's, it's Epic. Epic. I'm pretty sure it is Epic. Yeah, it's Epic Games. Huh. I mean, they just probably have a monetary reason for this. Because I nobody mean, plays it. Yeah, it is nobody plays it on, like, all 10 no, people. No, 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 I'm sure. Sure, but I find it very interesting that Linux and Mac OS multiplayer is different enough from Windows. Like, I wouldn't have thought that there would be any sort of. Um, it's probably that they like they have to change the netcode every so often, and oh, oops, now the old version can't work on our servers, and they don't want to keep maintaining that. I don't know. It's presumably an identical experience. Let's be honest, but. Yeah, I don't know. Like it's probably different enough that it's a problem. It's just very interesting that they're discontinuing the multiplayer specifically on Mac OS and Linux. Well, it's you more like I mean? you can't play online anymore, but they're not going yeah. to retroactively disable the offline installs that people have. Oh, yeah. That'd be uh, vindictive. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I don't think they have. Um, do they have a launcher for uh, an Epic Games launcher for Mac OS and Linux? An official one? Mm -hmm. I mean, if I think I they do. Looking at it right now, I don't see an official one. I only see it, it for Windows. Sense. So I mean, that would make even more sense. Like, why even bother? We don't even support these platforms. I don't know, only have it for Windows and Mac. So Linux, I mean, nobody cares about mm. Linux and Proton released, so you can pretty much play any Windows game with Proton anyway. Uh, what is Proton, Frick? 
Proton is a, it's basically Valve's way of allowing Linux gamers to play any game on Windows. Okay, so it's basically like wine for Steam. Yeah, basically. Oh, okay. yeah, that's right. Isn't that like just a wine wrapper for Steam games? Like yeah, Valve but it's being actively it. developed and it's pretty good. So, you know, why not? That's pretty Sorry. Um, yeah, so they asked, well, people are saying you can still use Proton to play the game, although not officially supported by Psyonix. Um, but uh, what's the word? Essentially, not officially, you know, people have reported that some anti or the anti cheat software for Rocket League has banned people for using Proton. So I. God. Is that supposed true? to be anecdotal? Special. That's the word. Yeah, no. yeah, I feel like there's a bit more to that story. There usually is. It sounds no, like some propaganda from Epic to get to like build bad press towards Steam. Well, no, this is not Epic saying it. This is like a forum saying it, which we can't mention. But, oh. <laughs> oh, I wonder what forum that is. No, people anecdotally just saying like, oh, X, uh, you know, I heard that someone got banned. So, I mean, someone probably, you probably can get banned for it. Maybe the person was also cheating and just blamed it on, oh, oh yeah. Me. So, uh, but I, I, it is something that could happen. I mean, anti-cheat software for games is notoriously punishing for people that... It, not very good. Yeah. Um, yeah, but there's a huge market for that too. They, I think it was either, it was either Bionic or Blizzard or somebody... Or maybe it was, I think, might have, actually, it might have been Epic who won some massive lawsuit against somebody making cheats and for, for Fortnite. Uh, or, oh, yeah, I vaguely I think it was Epic. I know Blizzard also sued someone for making cheats for, was it StarCraft or Diablo? And they won. Yeah. Which was really <laughs> weird because they didn't, no one thought they were going to win the, the lawsuit. They got but, more yeah. money. That's how the legal system works. It's, oh, it's a speaking of thing, which, yeah. honestly, just I, this is obviously going to go into our next topic, but I found it very strange that com- like a lot of gaming companies that have made really bad products late, well, not lately, in the past, are making really decent strides lately, and vice versa. Um, something I found really cool, because I've always been a huge fan of Commander and Conquer, is that EA is making a, at least seemingly, really decent attempt at remastering the original Command and Conquer game, uh, CNC 95. They hmm. have basically one of the head directors for the old CNC 95 guy heading up this, and he's a huge CNC 95 fan. They announced this on sort of CNC forums as well as Reddit. Um, they're getting a group of people like they did with Halo to kind of, you know, community representatives to give direction um, with regards to the game. You know, art mm. style, sound, should we do this, should we do that, da-da-da-da. Um, which is really cool. Like Things like when they're remastering the original Red Alert, you know, should the Tesla tank have the rings on the outside like the CG, or should the in-game thing, which didn't have the rings, should we use that? What game engine should we use? What should we do this? And they're using the original Westwood company, well, what's left of it, to actually mm. make this. How much Which, Tim Curry is going to be in it? Uh, who's that? No, Tim just, Curry! Just, okay, Frick, I don't remember. Just tell me. 
Curry was the guy who goes, okay, uh, his best quote is when he goes, our final frontier, space. You remember that guy? That Tim Curry? The actor from, it was either CNC, I'll put a picture. Here, this is Tim Curry. He's like the most well-known actor from that entire series. No, that would be Kane. Kane not, that's Tim Curry, well right? He's in, the, he's in that, correct? Um, I don't think so. I only know him as the take my strong hand guy from Scary Movie, I think, too. He was in Red Alert 3. Oh, yeah. right. Yeah, no, I Red never Alert played 3. Red Alert. Frick, they're remaking Red Alert and Command and Conquer 95. Those were okay. I gotcha. Yes, I actually never played <laughs> Red Alert. You. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh did you God. listen to like key words that I said and just had something else to say? I, well, I, I just I just like Tim Curry a lot. Okay. <laughs> Nobody yeah. ever. We never talk about Tim Curry. I mean, can't blame you. He's dreamy. It is Tim Curry after all. Yeah. Anyway, go on. Right. Anyway, so yeah, it's going to be, I think it's going to be called Command and Conquer uh, Remastered. I'll actually Very send it. Very creative there. name. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing wrong with that, though. And uh, they're sticking to a lot of the original art style, and they are going to purposely put in the old game engine's flaws, if you will, because it was obviously a 1995 game engine. How the AI works in there with the unit control and stuff is. Um, Primitive, you know, multiple selecting units was a big thing back then. Yeah. But that adds some of the charm of the game of how dumb the units were. So they're actually keeping that on purpose. Yeah, like keeping quirks of old games is like really important. Like uh, uh, when Nintendo ported um, Pokemon Red, Blue, and Yellow to the uh, virtual console on the 3DS, mm. they didn't change the games at all, even though Red and Blue were just horrible buggy messes. Uh, the only thing that they changed were a few animations for moves that were flashing too hard and they were concerned could like give people with epilepsy seizures which is oh yeah i remember that's, some of that. that's like valid you, they meant to do it like i think you're changing scenes or transitioning as like flash 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 yeah well it was, it was uh certain moves but uh especially after like the 35th episode of the anime or something ended up mm. like causing seizures and that was really bad so <laughs> yeah I, but you I should exclusive to rts games because i remember there was some talk a while ago about remastering diablo 1 or diablo 2 and the one thing every diablo oh, player has been asking for is like native widescreen support but blizzard oh, said it's impossible yeah. we can't do it's it not. it's not that's one of the, the, the argument of people their no, argument was if we if we introduce that into the game then that's going to allow you to see way more than you're supposed to see. Like the yes, game was no, designed with a very specific amount of like pixels per screen that you could see. So like you wouldn't, because otherwise it would just be OP. That was their argument at least. You would see too yes, much of that. No, that's but, what they said. Okay. Is, listen, there's a widescreen mod for Diablo 2. Yes, it does allow you some unfair advantages and you can see things before they aggro you and before you can even trigger the things so you can predict what's going to happen and alter what you were going to do in the first place. Basically, it removes a lot of the element of surprise. Um, the argument against that is it's called a wide, uh, I mean, a remaster, not a widescreen mod. You know, yeah. the idea of this is that, and what's crazy is that EA is doing this and seems to be doing it right, is they're not just going, 
here's a game, new textures. They're going, mm. let's make this good. Let's make this that people want to spend money on it again and relive the old yeah. experience and, uh, and retell the story. Well, actually, speaking of... They uh, lost their uh, remasters and Battlefront 2 came out and they started getting a lot of flack from Disney because they were ruining the franchise. They basically did the same thing. They're like, okay, we're going to lose this Disney contract if we don't like undo all the crappy stuff we did and actually put focus into something. Oh, yes. Yeah, there they was a too as well of them losing that contract with Disney because it was constant bad press for them. So they were like, we're going to lose this Disney contract. So they made Fallen Order. And now Fallen Order, I think, is like one of the best-selling Star Wars games that they've made. I don't... I think, I think there's more to it than just that. I do think that was a catalyst. Yeah, but, let's be honest. D Disney likes money. Like... If EA yeah, is making them money, they hate bad press. That's they, if there's one thing Disney cares more about than money, it's like good PR. Yes, but I don't think it was the sole motivator. I think, genuinely, as obvious as this should be, I think good games sell more than bad games nowadays. Thank you, Alex. Very insightful. I'm no, sorry. No, I, I know it sounds really. <laughs> obvious but like there was genuinely a period from what 2000 and what do you want to say nine to we don't talk 17? about 2009 <laughs> 2010 to 17 where it just pump out the same crap people will buy it Worked. i mean yeah <laughs> it still happens well yeah i mean but that's why like every game went all uh uh, what did they try to do? What was it that they were trying to copy? There was one really big game Call that everyone was trying to be. I mean, oh yeah, oh. no, like Call of Duty, Clash of oh, Clans. Oh, you talk about the um. Uh, both of those are in the zombie age reasons. as well. Remember, every oh, game was a zombie infused. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. I mean, there's all these kind of like different, you know, um, like the PUBG trend as well, Fortnite trend, all that kind of stuff. Everything has to be a battle royale. Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad that's dying down now. But, yeah, I, I think it's just interesting to see this. And on the complete opposite end of the scale, we have Blizzard. And Blizzard did a decent job with the StarCraft 1 remaster. And I say decent because it, it's not really a remaster. It's more of a, an HD pack, uh, support for wider resolutions, <laughs> HD audio, i.e. not mono, you know. So decent quality quality audio, decent quality um, graphics in terms of it's still faithful to the original style, but it's bigger support for 4K, et cetera, et cetera. But they didn't, they didn't mess with the formula too much, which is another decent approach to take. Yeah. Um, and Warcraft 3 Reforged, I don't know if this is kind of where I'm leading it into, was appearing to be more than that. They were promising, you know new cinematics better cinematics uh at one point they wanted to alter the story luckily they've kind of gone back on that yeah never do that that's do a good that. way to make people angry yeah but they're promising the same thing so the idea of starcraft remastered with you know everything updated 4k support hd textures better sound better animations etc etc but also redoing a lot of cinematics in well modern style which blizzard cinematics are always amazing so it looked really promising especially with a price tag of well half of a triple a game you know 
30 bucks, I think it was. That might be the Canadian price, but it looked like it was going to be decent. And then, well, we have today where it sits at a 0.5 user score on Metacritic. Impressive. Mm. How did they achieve that? And there's reports that there's how did they achieve that? This is the lowest ranked user reviewed game of all time on Metacritic. It is. It is the lowest ranked user um, game on Metacritic. I think unfairly so, but it's not that horrible of a game. But it's mainly yeah. the it's the attitude that they've taken. It's what Blizzard have done with the promises and what they've delivered that have people very angry. Um, one of the key things about Warcraft 3 is the multiplayer aspect. I don't know if you guys played it when it came out, but no. generally a lot of people played the campaign. Campaign was good and then sunk hundreds of hours into multiplayer. I mean, that's where Dota came from. There's so many original maps and concepts in the multiplayer. It's just, it's a very unique community game oh is this a thing where everybody was getting angry about how like uh blizzard owns any custom maps that you make as if that doesn't happen with every game modded existence that gets officially distributed uh yes that's one of the things and no, it, yeah. didn't, it didn't happen with game mods previously uh, I mean, they hired them out well no, no it's, it's well, like no no, no. i mean thing. officially distributed and frankly yeah, there is an argument to be made that there is some ownership there because it's proprietary software and it's based on their trademarked world. Like, right. Warcraft is intellectual the, property. But then, like, if you want to, if you're a company that wants to distribute that, and let's say I'm the modder, uh, I might use some assets that are from the game, but if I make my own original textures or models or something like that, then if you want to distribute it, then I have to get a licensing fee for that. That's the whole thing. Yeah, so well, that, that is one aspect. Um, there's also a lot of other things that people are upset about. It's not just one thing. Um, of course not. So, so another thing, um, yeah, they promised better cutscenes with improved graphics, and they showed off a cutscene in 2018. You know, ooh, we're going we're gonna to redo the cinematic. So what they did is just an in-game camera with a lowered angle, which is... Oh not as cinematic at all um it's i don't want to say it's straight up lying but it's deceptive at best uh, it's worse than the 2018 preview um the game is uh, this is i suppose a bit of a subjective one i recently bought um age of empires 2 definitive edition it's really really good remaster and remake it's also like what i think it's like Eight gigs, six gigs. It's bigger than the game, but it's not huge. Warcraft Three is thirty gigs. Also very buggy. Crashy. Well, how how good are the uh, textures though? Like in comparison, because to that's be fair to Age of Empires. That six gigs or so is without the four K textures. Ah, With four K okay. textures, it's an ex extra big boy fourteen gigs. So <laughs> yeah, I'll do it. Um, the textures are higher in Age of Empires Definitive Edition than Warcraft. Uh, speaking of the textures... When they introduced uncompressed audio to Titanfall, like the file size just ballooned. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, uncompressed audio is really dumb for a game. Anyway. Yeah. Especially um, if it's like going to go through a radio filter in the game because you're tactical military man. Yeah, anyway. 
that would be fun. Age of Empires 2 Definitive Edition looks very good. Honestly, it looks very good for what it is. Uh, Warcraft 3 looks worse than the original. Sorry, Warcraft 3 Reforged looks worse than the original in too many cases to be acceptable. Which is mind-blowing that a 2020 release of a game could be worse than its original 2003-4 variant. Yeah. A lot of people don't like how it looks. Um, Understandable. They have also, and I'm not entirely certain, but I'm pretty sure they've stopped you allow, or you can't log into Warcraft 3 non-reforged on battle.net, which means goodbye Warcraft 3 online. You have to do reforged now. Ah, that's the word. Make a mod oh, to get it to work. That's basically that's it's like hi, thank you for yeah, yeah. It's just basically they've disabled the Warcraft three online, which is like OG Warcraft cool. three. And no, yeah. not just that, but there, there's also uh, another effect to that because that affects the. I think that is all going on on like the Diablo two servers as well. So now those servers are getting super blocked up. So now, mm. every time I want to play some Diablo 2, I've got like a line of 7,000 people lined up and I can't get in. Yeah. Um, I can, I, if Blizzard remakes Diablo 2, which I think this is probably going to motivate them to not do it, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> Doing it. <laughs> which, to be uh, fair, if, if the remake is going to be like this, they shouldn't. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's such a shame, though, because bringing it back to uh, Common and Conquer, the reason I think that remake's going to work really well is because look at the people doing it. They're bringing back the original sound director. He's remade some of the songs because he couldn't find them, because he wanted them to be good. Like, it looks like from the outset or the outside that they're putting love and attention into this remake because they want to do it. Warcraft 3. Reforged looked like it was Blizzard going, Hey, Warcraft hey, 3 was, you know, it looks like Warcraft 3 was super popular. Let's sell it again. <laughs> that, that's what it looks like. Um, and I think that's probably why it's not so great, honestly. Anyway, going back to why people don't like it so much. Um, so they've removed, oh, yeah, they're, they're being very skirty aroundy with refunds. Um, you need to contact support to get a refund, and support is, well, slightly overwhelmed. <laughs> so, if you're in the EU, you're probably going to get a refund because the EU has some decent laws. If you're in the US... Um... Well. <coughs> Ouch. Sorry. Exactly what Chris said. So, <laughs> just... Play the single player. I don't know. Um, don't play it at all. No. What's so funny is um, I really like StarCraft. To, uh, StarCraft One Remastered. I thought it was really good. Uh, I made the big. This is the second game I have pre-ordered in my life. The first one being Watch Dogs One. <laughs> oh, Alex, I'm so sorry. So my pre-order games consist of Watch Dogs and Warcraft Three Reforged. <laughs> um, Watch Dogs was a bigger blow because it cost more money. This is not as expensive, <laughs> and uh, at least I could run this game, you know, on my GPU. So I, I, I'm looking into it or looking at it as a, a point of view of just playing the single player, and I'm okay with that. Um, 
So it is disappointing. I think they're going to hopefully fix it just because of that massive amount of negative backlash that this has been given. Blizzard do have a good history of fixing games, but Blizzard of late has been terrible. So who knows where it's going to go. So Alex, would you say that this move is anti-consumer? I don't know if you, I I know you're saying that as a joke, but. (laughs) Everything I say is a joke, maybe. I know, but maybe. 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 Gauge the the reception of the room and then then decide. (laughs) Anti-consumer. Um. False advertising. It's it, not. At the very least, it's being. Yeah, well, I would. I would say. I would say it's extremely damaging to their image. If is it really false advertising though? Because like it doesn't not, sound like they promised deset- anything. It's, it's, it's at the very least bait and switch. It is definitely bait and switch. It's uh, deceptive. No, actually, it isn't. Um, no Man's Sky was actually in a, a lawsuit about this, about how it was false advertising because of their trailers, and then it was nothing like the release game. That's why they have that disclaimer at the bottom of all the commercials. Beta footage does not represent final product. No, yeah. that's not why they got off. They got off because that wasn't the advert. That was a trailer. And it's going to be the same thing with uh, Warcraft 3. Yeah, no, I, I don't expect any sort of litigation to go on or anything like that. Um, I just hope that they fix it, really. Uh, there's nothing legally binding them to fix it other than their reputation goodness of their hearts yeah i got it and hearts do you do you remember when activision acquired blizzard it's not they don't want to say it's an acquisition it's like 50 50 partnership but honestly blizzard's basically got the attitude of activision now yeah and activision it Activision, Activision is, is probably the worst publisher out of all of them. Like EA gets a lot of shit, but EA's honestly, I would say EA is more lawful evil. Like Activision, you get a bit more chaotic evil in there. Like EA, at least Ubisoft is like that. Um, uh, yeah, why is they, EA they the worst are, publisher yeah. in America? It's because Ubisoft is based out of France. But also Ubisoft is like, they are, they, do, I feel like they don't intentionally set out to do bad things. They just do bad things all really the time. bad at doing things. <laughs> yeah. There's like, Evil through Act- Activision plan how to screw you over. So EA used to. Um, EA legally finds out how to screw you over while not doing it all the time. Um, Activision just set out to make your experience. They they max money from people, basically. You want to talk about who the the scariest legal organization is? It's not it's not EA and it's not Activision and it's not any of those guys. It's Take Two. Take Two literally sends goons. What about what about Ten Cents? Well, you wouldn't know about that. Ten Cents even do anything like they exist, but I. I'm not aware of them being evil. It's just exactly, like a Chinese exactly. investment firm. You Frick don't... actually does have a good point about Take Two. Uh, there's a thing oh, yeah, going no, on right like now with uh, someone's making a, a mod for Red Dead Redemption Two to bring Red Dead Redemption One to PC. Uh, allegedly, Take Two phoned him and his mother <laughs> and uh, <laughs> threatened them. Oh my god, dude, they're insane. They're crazy people. Yeah. 
that's um scary. So they're basically like yeah. just gangsters. Yeah. No, they like they sent goons over to his house, dude. Like they're they're so what? beyond EA and Activision at this point. They're just like Jesus Christ. Did they actually send people to his house? Yeah, they sent people to his house. Like they knew exactly where he lived, and they went down there and they're like, let's just talk to him for a second. Yeah, I think they yeah, doxed him as well. They're nuts. They're like, in like they're they are the most terrifying gaming company out there. Wow. Okay, well, let's move on from some negative vibes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, on to... Wow. Thank you, Chris. <laughs> Can we? Wow. I contribute. <laughs> Do you really? I say words and sometimes I'm funny. Look, no. Anyway. Some, sometimes <laughs> well I'm going to be yes I will be mean to you now how about oh. you choose our next topic Chris uh, well I'm busy playing Factorio which is why I stayed up till 4am for three nights this week um, gosh about, I don't know no, how about this one Chris this one's actually hilarious no you told me I could pick no Chris I'm going to send it to you and I think Damn I know it. how you're going to pick is this is it the one. chicken thing oh no that's for later Chris okay. this yeah what is this SpaceX Moon Messenger has 27,000 applicants for a girlfriend to take along. God, I wish I had 27,000 applicants to be my girlfriend. My GF. <laughs> Any ladies in the audience <laughs> single? <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm going to stop. Um, for what, what is- it's worth, Chris is joking, don't worry. Yeah, I'm going to die alone. A Japanese billionaire set to become the first private passenger on a SpaceX Starship is seeking partner to go go to the moon with him. Are they actually going to go to the moon? Or are they... Oh, lunar orbit. They're not going to land. It's just... Okay, okay, they're orbiting the moon. Is space tourism even a thing yet? Because I know quite a few years ago there was uh, Virgin Galactic. Yeah. And I don't know if that ever took off. I think they got some passengers. I'm pretty sure they did like some giveaway, like get kids into STEM kind of thing. And they like <laughs> had a contest or something. I don't know. It was Virgin did, Galactic. Did you mean that in a- Richard Branson, if you're Virgin Galactic right now, it still exists. The site's still up there. Uh, they also say that they recommend using Microsoft Edge as a browser, which is always a good sign. <laughs> well, that means Chrome now. Yeah, I'm yeah, looking for Chromium based. I'm looking for tickets. I'm looking to see if I can get tickets to the next flight. And uh, yeah, there seems to be a way you can actually sign up for it. There's a join button. You can actually still go and use Virgin Galactic if you want to. Yeah, but have they actually sent like regular people into space yet? Not yet. Have they sent irregular people into space? Yes. This is a joke. (laughs) No one likes my joke. Really bad. That's anyway. okay. I liked your joke. No, you didn't, Chris. If you like my joke, I'm deeply embarrassed. Oh yeah. For you. Oh for yeah yeah okay. Oh, Virgin Galactic do have a Range Rover that you can buy. Uh, it's a regular Range Rover that just has a badge on the back that says Astronaut Edition. Mm-hmm. What? Why? How much does I, it cost? I don't know. Uh, I don't know how much it costs either. Probably a lot of money because it's an astronaut car. 
Yeah, astronaut. I looked up that. Uh, I looked at the Japanese billionaire story, and it turns out he called off the uh, he called off the search because he felt it was selfish and uh, and dumb. Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> I hope he finds true love. Oh. <laughs> anyway, I think we should use this image for it. Take a look here. Oh my god! I can. Mm. <laughs> yes. Well, it's already in the thing. I can see you've put it in. Yes. There's no <laughs> deleting it now. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, we talked about the frogs thing that got uh, Chris rightfully angry. Yeah, because uh, Simmons is a band. dumb idiot and probably off watching sports ball tonight. Egg hand. Yeah. I still need to decide what I need for supper. Anyway, I got, um, I, 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 we'll, we'll talk about that a little later, but there's something that released. I, we'll save for the end of the show, but I, something that released I think you'll like a lot. Well, what about the iPhone thing using USB-C? Is that, uh, oh, crap. Did we not talk about that? Yeah, that's no, kind no. of... Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's... Uh, what is that? That's just like EU nonsense. Um, yeah. Basically... Go on. Basically, Apple is now saying... or. The, the EU is now saying that, you know, everything has to use a standardized charger because e-waste is bad and all of you idiots having the exact same, like, 5-volt charging standard is bad. That was, like, the 2010s, uh, late 20-nothings, the, the, you know, last decade, the decade before last. Um, Everything just used its own proprietary charger, and they were all pretty much interchangeable. Uh, so the EU stepped in trying to cut down on e-waste, and everybody agreed on mini-USB and the micro-USB, I think. Um, but honestly, the, the argument for less e-waste annoys me. I mean, it's... It's I not don't know. wrong, but it's not like the most key offender for e-waste. Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. But at the it's same like time... It's like the banning straws... It's like, yeah, yes. no, banning straws doesn't do anything. No, it does. Technically. Yeah, yeah no, it is better. It definitely that's does. Not the, that's not the thing that's like, not one of the key offenders, shall I say. Like, it's yeah. like people saying, if we plant a bunch of trees, that's going to solve global warming. When in, when in reality, it's actually going to make things much worse. Uh, Will no, it? it won't. Oh, yes. Yeah. Did you see the article that just dropped about that? It turns uh, out there's a lot of effects what, that happen when you plant a trillion trees that are not good at all. Is it because <laughs> of like a sudden Anyway, yeah, go, go on to the charger. Go on to the charger. Uh, well, Chris, are you done? What, uh, yeah, sure, I guess. I don't know Frick's saying words because he read an article about climate change uncritically, which is, no, by the way, a bad idea. <laughs> anyway, um, so... <laughs> How I see this whole thing, I don't. I'm kind of, I suppose, on the fence about it. I don't think it's a thing you should put into law. Um, the motivation is shaky, and the reasoning seems. It seems like you know when you can very clearly tell people are trying to find reasonings for putting into place something that they just want to put into place rather than actually should be put into place. That's what it comes across to me as. Like they're using the uh, less e-waste as an excuse to force Apple into USB-C. Apple's not well, going to go. I mean, the thing is, the iPhone. They're just going to go wireless, probably. 
Well, it's already if rumored that the oh my god, if the they next drop, iPhone is wireless only. So what, I not saw the next that one, the uh, the twenty twenty one model. No, no, Andrew, Andrew, shut up. No, I no, saw that article and it was just like it wasn't even an educated guess. It was just some dumbass on a finance blog saying like, oh yeah, there's a chance that Apple could do this. They aren't going to do Wi Fi only for transfers. That would be completely asinine if they did that. Like they're. There is no way in hell Chris, they are getting rid Chris, of all ports and Chris, going wireless only. Uh, Apple TV's wireless only. How, how does it? Uh, how does it plug in then? How, how does it display? Does it do wireless display? Um, it's called air gapping. Okay, rather it's Wi-Fi only, so you can't plug in an Ethernet port to it. Okay, so is my Chromebook. Okay. That that's not the that's not the same. Ethernet only is not the same as wireless only. Like I'm no, talking about like, a phone. Okay, so what I'm trying to say is, Apple has hated cables. They've always hated cables. Yeah. Um, I don't mind at all the iPhone going wireless only. You're wrong given, to think that, but okay. Given a few key things, and you're going to probably agree with me with this. One, they need to overhaul the absolute hell out of the iTunes app. They need yes. to delete that and start again. Yes. What they need to do with the, if they made an iPhone wireless, is actually damn well put AirDrop on PC. Because I don't mind them getting rid of um, cables at all and stuff like that. So long as if I open the iTunes app and it doesn't take two minutes to open, and then I see my iPhone on the left-hand side, click on it, and it gives me a file breakdown, you know, a, a directory like structure. Yeah, and just I can like just click on photos, USB drag, on drag, the go. Drag. Yeah, it just goes over. They yeah, are going to do that. There's they no that. way they're going to do that. Um, also, the fact that like. I, I don't see that being good. Um, I also see a lot of issues if you're, for example, a college student in a dorm and you don't have control over the network like. You're going to have to have two network devices communicating unless Chris. the iPhone can somehow set up like its own access point. Do you mean like AirDrop? Yeah, well, is AirDrop going to work on a PC? Why not? Well, that was just Alex's point. They can make an app to make it work. Yeah. It works on macOS really well. They just don't want to put it on PC because they are so headstrong about, oh, PCs are worse than Mac, so we're going to purposely make them worse. Yeah, <laughs> like uh, iPhone with Mac OS is very much better than it is with Windows. Um, and honestly, transferring things across that USB two connection via the Lightning—it doesn't even matter what cable it uses—but via USB two, and it frequently just bombs out, and Explorer freezes. It's awful. It's it uh, shouldn't agreed. exist. Agreed. So, However, that's not an issue with a cable. That's an issue with like USB 2. No, no, I know. But what I'm saying is I'm fine with them doing wireless so long as they make the wireless good. So long as it gets rid of all the issues I currently have with what they've set it up with. Because they're not going to put, they're not going to fix it. Basically. Ugh. But maybe them changing to an entirely different way and forcing them to change it might make it or they might fix it basically is what i'm trying to say i i don't see it i'm not seeing it but, but yeah there's a chance 
there's a there's a better chance than keeping it on a cable because if they keep if they just move it to USB-C I promise you Apple's going to do a thing where it's going to be USB-C and connector but USB 2 in speed Oh god <laughs> no totally god damn it no 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 that's for like those cheapo Chinese knockoff Android can you, phones You can totally see them doing that though I can see them that. doing that. I don't see them doing it because I, have, I don't think they've done that with the iPad Pro, which uses USB-C. What are, the, what are the specs on their lower-end iPhone, the iPhone Cs? What do those use? That's like a couple never. generations ago. They, so like they use the, the iPhone SE, you mean? Yeah, those budget ones that are like made of plastic and they're like 200 bucks? Yeah, they don't make those anymore. That was the iPhone 5C. That's several generations ago. Um, but yeah, the iPad Pro does use, it reaches about USB 3.1 um, speeds, I think 10 gigabit a second. Interestingly enough, my fast charger is actually USB-C for my iPhone, which I've used once because I don't have any other USB-C cables. So... Yeah, that's me and my yeah. uh, my switch. I got some micro USB tips for it for the purpose of charging only. Yeah. I don't see it's neat, but no one wants to adopt it. Actually, Nobody wants to implement the standard properly. Do, do you want to know? Um, the, one of the best people for implementing USB C, and I've used the, the, the longest I've used USB C for is my keyboard. I've I had, hate like, this. Ducky has used USB C for a really long time, and I love it just because it's so weird. It, it, it doesn't need to be anything fast but they have USB-C so that's great yeah real happy for you <laughs> uh, whatever it's it's whatever um my favorite USB is still USB-B or yeah type B or whatever Big the one that printer cable I've never seen break in my entire life is that the one they use for printers yeah printers Big audio fat. equipment yeah it's it's great Chunky boy, indeed. Um, yeah. Anyway, do you think that should be it? Do we have oh. anything more to bring up apart from our big boy babushka? Yeah, so uh, got... Do we have any dumb stories that we want to Ooh, talk about? You like got deleted. We talk oh, about wait, it's later now. Can we do the chicken thing? The no. horrific pizza that they just announced in South Korea. Ooh, what's this pizza? Oh, God. Oh, Jesus Christ. You know, I don't even want to say it, so I'll just have you say it. Just re read out what it's called, Alex. Read what it is. You're going to have to give me the... Oh, there it is. I was like, I don't know what's in your mind. Um, did you say pizza? It's a pizza, yes. This is a real pizza that's being announced and released in South Korea. Okay, what's up, bros? There's the link. I was very confused because I was looking at another article and that wasn't about pizza. And I thought I was just going crazy because I was hungry and I heard pizza in my brain. Yeah, anyway, pizza. Domino's South Korea's new pizza features cheesecake mousse between two crusts. Ah. Dude, right. hook me up. Keep so Domino's South Korea new cheesecake black tiger pizza features a layer of cheesecake mousse sandwiched between two pizza crusts. The bottom crust is hand-tossed while the top crust is thin and crispy. Additionally, the pizza comes topped with black tiger shrimp, horse, <laughs> wow, horse radish dish, sorry, horse radish sauce, 
bacon, sun-dried tomatoes, bell peppers, onion, pineapple, parmesan, and mozzarella. While oh, the mousse man. seems a little that. odd, Domino's regularly offers sweet potato. Yeah, but sweet potato is quite different. Cheesecake. Yeah, I know, right? Cheese on a pizza. Well, no, I think it's the cake bit, Chris. I mean, I know you're from America, <laughs> but cake and pizza don't really go on top of each other. Uh, shut up, Alex. You don't understand our culture or our ways. No, I don't. <laughs> I think one of the most American things I've, I've seen with regards to food is as soon as I crossed the border from Canada to America, uh, we pulled over for gas. Um, yeah, gasoline. Went into the gas station and they were selling corn muffins that were about the size of my head. Oh yeah, have you never had a corn muffin before? I have. I have. <laughs> no, I have never had a corn muffin in my entire life, Chris. And I, are, are you serious? Tastes I've like, never, like I have never seen. I never thought they existed until that moment. I don't know they, they existed like until now. All these like yeah, corn it's, muffins are not. It's just it's, southern cooking. What? It's like this it's a flavorless muffin. That's all it tastes like. I mean, they're absolutely not like breakfast muffins, but you have them with like chili also, or something. To dip a muffin, in. a muffin in the Americas is horrible. It's like four hundred calories. <laughs> Alex, please do not insult my people like this. Why do you add sugar to your bread? Uh, to feed the yeast, cake is. so it's leavened. Are you not no. aware of what of what cake is? <laughs> no, no, no. Why does Wonder Bread exist? Because uh, something with all the corn syrup that we have, so we put it in bread. It's yeah, really people be like that. People love the taste of corn syrup. Well, do you mean they're addicted to sugar? Oh, I mean, they, they like, no. so there's, okay. So they did a study a while ago about how the psychology of a McDonald's fast food meal is constructed. And they mm -hmm. looked at like the measurements and the amounts of like sugar and salt and all of the stuff into it. And they found out that it's all about almost, that umami. Almost every well, single item at McDonald's has sugar in it. Like 99% of it has sugar in it because it's super addictive and it's super like, after you eat something with a lot of sugar in it, if it doesn't have a lot of fat in it, you're going to get hungry later so pretty quickly. So they just load it up as much sugar as possible, and they just send you on your way to just gobble down 3,000 calories without even knowing it. But it's, I think it's a combination of both of that. It's like the lots of sugar and also a lot of um, sodium salt, essentially. Oh, both yeah. Like the reason, the reason we have an obesity epidemic is uh, because of free refills, like above all else. It's oh, free refills. Speaking of re free refills, Chris, you're going to not be happy about this. What's McDonald's, Starbucks doing? Oh. McDonald's is, it looks like they're trying to remove, not remove, but heavily enforce free refills, shall I say. Uh, uh, I, I'm skeptical. Barcode, this is unique barcode on the bottom of the thing, right? And basically, you're only allowed uh, one refill per. How many minutes is it? I think it's 10 minutes. Oh, yeah, I saw that. I Number one, I don't believe that that's anything more than a franchise-specific thing. And number two, no way in hell. Like, do you have any idea how 
heavily subsidized corn is and corn syrup is like corn. The syrup costs nothing we love corn like the, this is going to cause riots and it's going to do nothing for their bottom oh, line yeah. it's like when um didn't uh new york riot because they wanted to remove an extra large cup no it's they wanted to add like a soft drink tax which is very it, it's very silly and useless honestly um, Looked up one on Starbucks in Korea. They, apparently, they have these amazing purple berry cheesecakes that we don't get. And this is wait, upsetting. Wait, wait, wait. Hang on. Is it the drink? That, that's not even it? related. I know. I know. We were talking about Puck Bucks. So, no, they have a purple berry cheesecake in Korea. And, we never, and they never make it available to anyone else. Uh, yeah, I had the cheesecake drink once. It was horrible. <laughs> That's, that's about how far out. I'm going to know with that. Uh, I do know Starbucks in Japan and South Korea is regarded for its extremely good presentation. Like, okay. the item you see on the menu is what they produce. Like, their like presentation it. is very good. Also, I think the Frappuccinos are huge there, like, popular. Uh, oh, not like large in size. Like no, but you know they love. Um, so you don't see them much anywhere else. But even like parfaits. So sure. they are trying to go for kind of the parfait market a bit. So the frappuccinos, being a weird bridge between them, are very extravagant. Um, oh my goodness! Okay, so I looked up the Japan. And I post a link. Look at some of the things that they have on here. These are the most oh, gorgeous things in the history yeah. of Starbucks. No, honestly, they're really, really good with presentation. Look at um, this. I don't know what it, I'll have to translate it and see what it says. But some of this stuff, like, uh, okay, they got themselves sandwiches that actually look edible. Yeah, look at this. It's, it's, I would love to try some of this stuff. I mean... something called American Waffle. Yeah, but Japan they have does get thing. pretty neat things. Like they, they yeah. cake cats pretty neat as well. They have <laughs> I like their vending machines. No, Chris, take a look at um, voice lobby quickly. Yeah, so I see that. That's just that's a sausage fancy. roll. Um, that's it's actually like an Afrikaner thing as well. Um, but they're frappuccinos. They are unapologetically non-coffee as well. <laughs> like people that I mean, it's not like America where it's like, oh yeah, I'm drinking coffee. It's like, no, you're not. It's let's be you honest. Don't, you yeah. don't have to pretend. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, no, they are very like creamy, ice creamy, foamy, sugary desserts that are like mimicking parfaits in a way. And I think that's pretty cool. Looking um, at their menu right now. So the Starbucks, first of all, I'm just gonna go to Starbucks for that. Uh I put the menu in the chat. So they have a passion fruit frappuccino, okay. which bizarre to say the least i'm not sure what i'm looking at here with uh, this probably thing. a passion fruit frappuccino is it is it really yeah it's just they're, they're just using the colors to kind of get it so the bottom's going to be i mean it, it might actually be um an espresso thing and then passion fruit syrup on top with cream on top and chocolate yeah, i need an espresso for my depresso don't look at the page don't look at the page what is this mm -hmm. thing right here what is this don't look at what don't egg. look it up egg Egg. What do you think okay. that is? It's not an egg. Um, so that is that. 
It's not mochi. Um, describe describe what you're seeing. So basically, it's a bowl, um, a black bowl, uh, with chopsticks next to it, and it's got sort of like a. It looks like a gel- gelatinous ball in the middle with a egg. leaf on top, and sort of an egg. it has um, very almost translucent water around that, but with some stuff in it that looked like hard candy. So, because of the hard candy looking stuff, I'm going to say that that might be sweet, but it's in a bowl with chopsticks, which suggests it's going to be savory. I'll, t- I'll tell you what. So first off, it costs 20 bucks, about 17 bucks. How many it, yen? It's uh, 1800 so that's about 17 bucks. Oh, um, wow, wow. So yeah. it's a cocktail. It's a refreshing cocktail of omogishima, sensha, and gin with some yuzu in it. And you drink it like a sham. They serve gin mm-hmm. in Starbucks Japan in a bowl. Sounds cool. Um, they do in places that aren't really North America or the UK, I guess. Starbucks serves alcohol. I think there's some stores in the US that actually sell alcohol in Starbucks as well. It's yeah, the US um, and temperance is a hell of a thing. No, no. Uh, the one in... Chicago, actually, the big one that opened that sells um, it sells uh, alcohol. Uh, yeah, an no, issue I know with Canada is because Canada still has prohibition laws. Yeah, some what like a hundred years later, basically. Yeah, North American temperance laws, dude. Still have it. So, you know the guy that did that started all those like prohibition laws. You know what his ultimate plan was and why prohibition got repealed. One of the main Stop. reasons. To stop his wife from cheating on him. No, no, dude, because the guy went... So the whole reason that Prohibition started was because the guy that started the law, when he was a kid, he got shot or, like, stabbed in the foot by a drunk guy, right? That's a real... You can look that up. That's actually what happened. He got stabbed in the foot by a drunk guy, and then he spent his whole life to ban alcohol. However... Once it got banned and once he got his legislature actually through the court, he was like, oh, this worked. So let me see what else I can do. So he, he found out that people were using, um, they banned alcohol for consumption, but there was still alcohol that people were using to clean cars and people were using that to get drunk. So what he did was he started like contacting all the, the manufacturers of this like cleaning alcohol and like putting poison in it. So that when people yeah, drink- it's called denatured alcohol. It exists. They put hexane in it, and it'll kill you dead because it's yeah, hexane. That's so. That's what he charged. The well, it wasn't a thing until he until he like started doing that. He started doing that, and people start dropping dead like crazy. And they're like, "What did What did you do, man? People are dying because of this." He's like, "Well, they shouldn't have been drinking. It's illegal after all." And then, and then every wow. that. dude, it's a anyway. crazy story. It, you should look up to I- it when you dance. I will. I just want to, before we uh, end out, I want to give a description of the Starbucks um, straw. It's like a strawberry dessert type thing. Just the way they describe this. I put a picture in voice lobby there. So what they say this is, is a that's the second holiday dessert designed by chef Kazue Takuma of pastry and French restaurant Libre in Shirokane Katana Rubber. Words. Sweet strawberry is combined with sweet and sour framboise and smooth and rich mask. Thank you, Chris. Mascarpone. The design is mainly mousse with two colors of meringue and bright red jelly 
the design is also exciting and exciting. <laughs> it isn't a it is a dessert with a discovery that can be enjoyed as it goes on. Um, that's nice. Yeah. It's very exciting. When I I think the best way to close this would just just be to say. Mm -hmm. There we go. Okay, it fell apart there. But yes, it was, it was the. Say what, Frick? Oh, did it not play, Frick? Did it not play? I don't. Did you not you hear it? That is no. That is perfect. That is perfect. Okay. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. Yeah, I don't um, know what's going on. Please help. No one knows what's going on. I need oh, to grab some yeah. dinner. Yeah, and get some tendies. I already had some. Get a burger. This crunchy almond frappuccino, that's what I want. Get a burger. <sighs> Thank you, everyone, for joining. Burger. Good night and goodbye. Plus whipped cream. Can you please say goodbye, everyone? Bye bye. Oh, oh, I thought you were just going to cut the stream because you were done with her shit. No, no, no. no. Say yeah, goodbye. Yeah, bye. Love you all.